I'd like to direct our attention this evening to a text from the Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 2. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author of our faith and the one who brings it to its goal. In view of the joy set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of God's throne. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In a sense, this text describes the purpose of our catechism instruction, so that the youth of our congregation may learn to keep their eyes fixed on Jesus. This instruction can feel grueling. It's hard work. The memorization of that small handbook, the small catechism of, of Martin Luther, is hard work, tedious work. That's the backbone of this instruction, though, that memorization. Ideally, these are words that the students have heard throughout their whole lives, or at least the entire time they've attended our church, in sermons and in Sunday school, maybe in family devotions. So none of the words should be totally unfamiliar. But still, memorizing and reciting is difficult. But the memorization itself is not what qualifies a person to become a member of our church. In fact, none of the hard work that you do in this class really counts. Maybe you wish I would have told you that sooner. It's valuable and important, of course, that you put the work in, just as in any studies, any class. It's important to show that you intend to go forward in your learning and understanding, and that you can express what you've learned. But the important feature is that you do all of this while you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. The letter to the Hebrews says that he is the author of our faith and the one who brings it to its goal. Why did you start attending catechism class? Your parents made you, right? First they made you go to Sunday school, and once you got old enough, they made you graduate up to this catechism class, and they made you go to that too, right? Well, that's partially true. But the greater truth is that you were baptized. And in your baptism, Jesus claimed you as his own. He wrapped his arms around you even while your parents and sponsors held you, and he said, this is my child and I will be the one to provide all he needs. With the water touching your skin, his word engraved faith in your heart, authoring that faith, beginning it, so that since that moment, you and your loved ones can be sure of where your home is, the heaven Jesus prepares for you. It's because of Jesus and because of the faith that he gave you that he caused you to continue to learn in this instruction. He strengthened your faith, through this class. And I'm not talking about how faithful you might feel. I can't speak to that. There have been many times probably that you felt it strongly and other times probably not so strongly. But no matter what you have felt or what you are feeling now or what you will feel in the future, it's Jesus who is working in you through his word that you hear and learn and through the baptism by which he adopted you as his own and through the Lord's Supper with which you will participate and join with him and your fellow Christians. The text also defines a little more of what it means for Jesus to be the author of our faith. It says, In view of the joy set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of God's throne. It was on the cross that Jesus purchased the forgiveness of sins for all people. 
When the nails dug into his hands and feet, he was writing a receipt in blood for the payment of all sins. Your sins were forgiven. And so it is that in Christ crucified, your faith is founded. So every part of your instruction is pointed to that one who lived perfectly according to the Ten Commandments and who died to pay for every breach of those commandments and who rose again from the dead. And so we've seen where he has gone. He has taken his seat at the right hand of God's throne. In the brief words of this text from the Epistle to the Hebrews, we echo some of the familiar words of the Creed about what Jesus has done and what he will do. We know that since he has ascended to the right hand of God the Father, from there he will come to judge the living and the dead. So you can see where your faith will lead to what is its goal. Jesus means to maintain you in that faith until his return. You may die before that return, in which case your spirit will reside in the place he prepares for you while your body sleeps in the ground. And then, when that day comes, when Jesus returns, you will rise to life with all the dead, and all believers will go with you to the glorious mansions prepared for us all by Jesus in the new heavens, in the new earth. Again, it's Jesus who's doing all this. He is by you with his word and sacraments, and he will stay with you through every danger, every difficulty, every joy, and every victory of your life. So this stage of learning might be completed, but Jesus is still working on you. Through your life, then, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.